Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Red Sox Review, and it starts right now. Here's your host, Joe Weil. Another frustrating night for the Red Sox as they fall to the Cincinnati Reds 5-4 at Fenway Park. The Red Sox got a great outing out of James Paxson, but the bullpen, the defense could not maintain the lead. And while the Red Sox did score the final run of the night, it was too little, too late. Again, the Red Sox for the second straight night lose by one run to the Cincinnati Reds team that even with tonight's win, just three games below 500. Joe Weil with you here on Red Sox Review. Appreciate you joining us. The number to call in, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937 to chime in after this Red Sox loss in which the defense, Rafael Devers making a big error in the top of the seventh inning, ends up playing a part in what was a three-run seventh inning for the Cincinnati Reds in which they took the lead in this game and there's a lot to dissect with that obviously you don't just pin the loss on Rafi Devers he, and he showed some uh, signs of life at the plate as well but the reason I wanted to just start off with that is because that was the big note of the day from Alex Cora just admitting that the Red Sox are not a good defensive team that's exactly his wor- his words quote we're not a good defensive team we'll get into some of the numbers as we get through tonight but that is one thing that is holding this team back from truly being a playoff contender at this current juncture Obviously, the hitting has not been what it once was at an earlier point this year. And then the rotation has just held this team back throughout the entirety of the year, although they've been a lot better. And again, there's some stuff to get into with that as well. I I do want to talk about James Paxton's great start tonight, and we'll also hear from him as we get through the program. Again, the number to call in, 617-779-7937. Joe Weil with you here, still at Fenway Park. Andrew Meehan behind the glass. I just mentioned that quote from Alex Coro, we're not a good defensive team let's hear now what he has to say after tonight's loss i mean it's it's tough right it's a routine play that we have to make uh, at this level i always said you get the opposition more than 27 outs most of the time they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna score they're gonna make you pay and um obviously that play we have to make, we didn't, and it, it opened the gates for them. Yeah, it's been up and down, right? Um, we got to come here tomorrow and find a way to win. Um, I think yesterday, yeah, the last inning was great, but it was, it was a it wasn't a great game today. 
you know, Pax was good. Uh, offensively, we did enough. And then, you know, uh, at one point, they're, they're going to give up runs. You know, they've been outstanding in their roles. Uh, you know, cut her with the walks. And then, you know, we threw strikes in the in the seventh, and they, they got hit. But, uh, you know, they're human, you know, and they've been doing an amazing job. So it's one of those that is a tough one. We, lo- we lost the series, so tomorrow we got to come here and try to get, get one. The fastball was good. Um, they, they put some good swings and all that stuff, but I think the, the the fastball was really good. And then he was able to spin it below the zone, and he he had some chases. Yeah, he, he he had to work for it, you know. Uh, Ninety nine, a hundred pitches, uh, but uh, overall, another good one. I mean, has he kind of exceeded your expectations stuff wise coming back after Um, I think last year when he was close to to go. We felt like the stuff was going to be good. Uh, I do believe velocity-wise, even him is a little bit kind of like surprise. But the, the way he goes about his uh, his outings, you see the, the stuff getting better and better, and this is what he used to do when he was in Seattle. So, uh, you know, it's, it's good to see him compete at this level, the way he's doing it, and, uh, you know, he'll be ready for next week. 52 foul ball to think against starters the last combined the last two nights because that is that – Normal to see that like they, they put the ball in play. You know, they they're they're in a good run right now. Uh, you know, it's a different lineup than early in the season. A bunch of guys that they're short to the ball and uh, they're not striking out. So it's part of it. You're gonna run into teams like this. You know, um, you know the Cleveland too. So um, you know, be good for them to hit it at somebody. But it's not it's not happening right now. All right, so that was Alex Cora speaking after the Red Sox 5-4 loss here at Fenway Park to the Cincinnati Reds. And the first question right out of the shoot was about the defense and the play in the top of the seventh inning. Just to reset the scene for you, at that point the Red Sox were leading 3-2, to and then Luke Maley, the nine-hitter, hit a ground ball down the third baseline. Devers had to go to his right to get to it. And then he just made a bad throw to first base. And, and that's why they ruled it an E5. If he had thrown it on target, it would have been in time. And the throwing error part of it is just a, another reason you're you're frustrated right now with the Red Sox and what they're doing defensively. Because with that throwing error, they're now at 21 throwing errors in the season. And coming into the night, they had 20. That was tied for second most in Major League Baseball. They're 34 errors tied for seventh most in the Major Leagues. And defensively, it, this team has just not been what it needs to be. And now, you know, obviously you're going to get Trevor Story at some point soon here. And then Adam Duvall is making his way back as well. But the fact that the Red Sox ranked 29th in both defensive runs saved and 29th in, uh, you know, tw- they, they're just they're just not doing what they need to do right now on the defensive side of things. Now that's the lone error of the night, but it's big because it gets the leadoff man on. Then Josh Winkowski gives up uh, back-to-back singles to Kevin Newman and Matt McLean, so that loads the bases. He gets a 6-4-3 double play that ties the game at three. Or as a run comes in to score off the bat of Jonathan India on that 6-4-3 twin killing. But then Spencer Steer hits a two-run home run to left center field. You know the bullpen tonight just didn't get the job done as well. They were gifted a 3-1 lead by the time that Cutter Crawford came into the game in the sixth inning. But uh, that defensive, you know, again the miscue there that proves to be a difference because all three runs that Josh Winkowski gives up are unearned and here you are on the losing side again uh, of another game against the Cincinnati team that might not be as bad as we thought they were you know coming into this or at least seeing this on the schedule after how 
poorly they performed last year. But at the same time, this is a series that you you got to win if you're going to stay in the race here for the playoffs or even in the ALE specifically. And now they've lost the first two games of this three-game set. Again, 5-4 the final from Fenway Park. Uh, you can chime into the conversation here on Red Sox Review. 617-779-7937. We're taking you all the way up to midnight here on WEI as the Red Sox now just one game above 500 at 28-27. They're 10 and a half back of Tampa Bay, who now has 40 wins on the season. They beat, it, uh, they beat the Cubs earlier today by a score of 4 to 3 so now they're 40 and 18 on the season the Red Sox 28 and 27 let's just get you a full recap of tonight's game and how tonight's contest unfolded James Paxton if you're looking for positives he's a guy to highlight he ends up going 5 innings in this one and uh he in the first inning he labored a little bit 24 pitches but he posts a zero he picks up his first strikeout in that frame uh he got Jonathan India to strike out on a cutter now he ends up tossing a scoreless top of the second inning. He works around a two-out double. He also picks up his second strikeout in that frame. And after the Red Sox went down one, two, three in the bottom of the first, their best hitter as of late, and you could argue this season, Masataka Yoshida, stepped to the plate with nobody on and nobody out. There's a drive deep down the right field line by the pesky pole. Gone if fair. And home run, says the first base umpire. He hooked it around the pesky pole, a home run for Yoshida. The Red Sox lead it 1-0, his 7th and his 31st RBI. So Masataka Yoshida's 7th home run of the season made it a 1-0 Red Sox lead, and he just continues to, to put together quality games. Another multi-hit game for him. He goes 2-4 for four tonight. Uh, he hit a double in the 8th inning. We'll get to that in a moment. But I was looking at the numbers from... April 20th coming into tonight, April 20th is when he really started to find his groove at the plate after a sluggish start to the season. And, you know, from that point on, he started to get going. That was the start of the 16-game hitting streak that he had a little bit earlier this year. But since April 20th coming into tonight, he had the best batting average in Major League Baseball, 6th and on-base percentage, ninth in slugging, 7th in OPS. And the number of the, the players that are ahead of him are among the best players in the game of baseball. Aaron Judge... Juan Soto, Jordan Alvarez within this span, Freddie Freeman, another name. So he's he's right there with them uh, since April 20th. He's really found a groove in that solo home run in the bottom of the second. Put the Red Sox on top, one to nothing. Now they tack on another run in the bottom of the third, and it was Rafael Devers with an RBI double off the green monster. His 200th career double, third youngest player in Red Sox history to get to that milestone, and it was 96.9 miles per hour off the bat, 331. Uh, off the bat in terms of feet to the wall and at that point you had three consecutive hard hit balls for Rafi dating back to his last at bat of yesterday's game so I, I think again if you're looking for positives you're starting to see Rafael Devers maybe find it a little bit at the plate the, the final line tonight not all that impressive one for four with a walk although I will say the walk in the seventh inning that's an encouraging sign because it's his first first walk in 16 games 
the on-base percentage, I harped on it yesterday. It's just not where it needs to be for a guy like Rafi Devers, who is the anchor of this lineup. But he's starting to you know, make hard contact again, which is obviously uh, a great sign. He's been doing that for the majority of the season. I just think he's, he's not necessarily where he needs to be overall from a hitting standpoint to be in a position to put the Red Sox in a spot where they're competing for the playoffs. But anyway, that RBI double in the bottom of the third inning made it a 2 nothing Red Sox lead. And James Paxton, at this point, was rolling. He tossed a 1-2-3 inning in the third inning, 1-2-3 in the fourth. And then he got two quick outs on two strikeouts in the fifth inning. But then walked the nine batter, Jose, uh, eight batter rather, Jose Barrero on four pitches. Then that was followed up by a Luke Maley RBI double. And then the Reds had runners at the corners with two outs. But Paxton, on his 100th pitch of the night, strikes out Matt McLean. And that ended the outing for Paxton. He goes five innings, allows four hits, one run, one walk, eight strikeouts. And, you know, with the, where, where that game was at this point, you were hoping, okay, this is a celebratory night. James Paxton posts another really strong effort. Three out of four, I would say, for him now among his four starts have been really good or pretty good at least. And, you know, you were hoping that this would be a positive light and a positive, uh, you know, a positive type of night from Fenway. But... After that, the Red Sox did score one in the bottom of the fifth, and Manuel Valdez hits a solo home run. That was nice to see, although it was a home run that only would have went out in two ballparks. It was Fenway Park, obviously, and Minute Maid Park, where the Astros play. It was a home run to left field. It goes 356 off the bat, and that snapped a 2-for-20 slide for Valdez. So that made it 3-1, Red Sox leading at that point, and then Cutter Crawford came into the game. You know, he suffered that that ankle contusion against Arizona. He, he gets put into this game, and you can just tell he didn't quite have it tonight. 24 pitches, 12 strikes, and what was telling is that he walked two guys on top of that, and the reason that's telling is because in 21 relief innings, he had just walked two guys and yet he walks two in this one, and it ends up being in that frame uh, the first two batters that he faces, and then he gives up an RBI single to Nick Sanzel. Josh Winkowski then comes in, gets out of the inning uh, to keep it a 3-2 game, but the aforementioned seventh comes for the Red Sox, the E5 for Rafi Devers, the 21st throwing error for the Red Sox this season, and that opens the floodgates for the Red the Reds in the top of the seventh inning. The big blow, a two-run home run for Spencer Steer to give them a 5-3 lead after they tied it on a ground ball double play that brought in a run. So that made it 5-3 at that point. The Red Sox got one back in the bottom of the eighth inning uh, on a Jaron Duran RBI double, but it was too little, too late for the Red Sox. They also had an opportunity in the bottom of the seventh. Rafi works this great walk. They have bases loaded, two outs, and then Justin Turner grounds out to short, and that ends the threat. They uh, they do get that one in the eighth, but it, it has just felt like this offense has is, is had moments where it's ready to explode, and I want to give them credit for fighting back yesterday and posting 14 hits and eight runs, but they looked lifeless through the first six innings of that game, and then tonight... It, it it just didn't scream the type of offense that we saw from the Red Sox in the first half of the season where they were really, you know, clicking on all cylinders uh, as, as a unit, really. And hopefully that returns, again, 10 hits, 4 runs. It's not a terrible performance by any stretch, but... They, they need top-flight stuff from the offense if they want to get back on the winning track here. Again, the number to call in, 617-779-7937. Red Sox fall 5-4 to four against the Reds. Before we go to the break, uh, let's go to the phones. We'll chat with Wally in Fall River. Wally, what's going on? 
Yeah, what's up, Joe? Very disappointing start to this homestand. You're already already 0-2, and uh, with the way things have been going for us, Chris Sale could pitch his heart out tomorrow, and we could still lose. But I'm curious what our record is in one- and two-run games. Uh, I know we've lost a lot of one-run games, but about two-run games. But uh, right now it's a combination of things. The Red Sox can't seem to click on a lot of things. Defense, pitchers giving up uh, critical walks. Uh, the starting pitches, all right, you're getting five uh, innings out of Paxton and everybody else, but you're putting a lot of pressure on your bullpen every night. Uh, you could have four guys in there now right after the south. They're going to pitch five minutes, but uh, you can't expect the bullpen to be perfect every night. But uh, just a lot of things. Uh, I'm just curious if you think Cora is squeezing the most he can out of everybody, but you get, you get a lot of guys who averages have dropped quite a bit in the last three weeks. Uh, what's your thought on these subjects, Joe? Yeah, well, I appreciate the call. I, I, I'm I'm pro Alex Cora. Uh, you know, not to say he's perfect. No manager is. I I do think that he's he's getting the most out of this team that we're starting to see now is a little bit more flawed than they looked. You know, at the beginning of the year, the defense I mentioned it right off the top. That's been a huge killer for the Red Sox this season, and it and it showcased itself tonight. Although I, I want to relay some numbers uh, that, that came through about the, the main guys that we've seen at each infield spot. Rafi's actually been the best one of the bunch. If you're talking about Emmanuel Valdez at second, Kike at short, and then Tristan Casas over there at first base. Um, but it, just to touch on a couple things while he asked about, one-run games, now the Red Sox are 7-10 and 10 this season in one-run contests. They're 6-3 and three in two-run games, but it certainly hurts, hurts that in back-to-back nights they've lost by one run, and it's those little things that are really hurting them. The defense yesterday, Kike Hernandez made an error that led to a run coming in to score uh, in that contest that, you know, in the end you lose by one run, it ends up coming back to hurt you, and then, of course, three unearned runs in the seventh inning uh, proved to be a big difference tonight. It's it's a it's a part of this team that's obviously flawed, and the Red Sox now just one game above 500 with the loss tonight against the Reds, five to four. They're 28 and 27. Still having a whole hour left to go on Red Sox review. A lot to touch on. We'll talk about the offense. We'll talk more about the fielding. We'll talk more about James Paxton. We'll also get you updated on the rehabbing guys in AAA Worcester, and also Marcelo Myers' debut as well. Again, the number call in, 617-779-7937. Joe Weil with you here on Red Sox Review, taking you all the way up to midnight. We'll be back right after this on WEI. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Buck Farmer is ready. Payoff pitch to Raffi. Swing at a high fly center field. But it's going to hang up back to the center field wall and reaching up to make the catch to win the ball game is Senzel for the out. That ball carried. He kept carrying, but he reached up right against the fence and made the catch. And the Red Sox fall to the Reds for the second straight night. 5-4 Cincinnati wins it. A really disheartening loss. And the Red Sox are only one over 500 now at 28 and 27 and a 2 and 9 against the National League Central Division. It's hard to believe 2 and 9 against the NL Central this season. The Red Sox falling tonight 5 to 4 against the Cincinnati Reds. Joe Castiglione there with the final call on a Rafael Devers fly ball to center field. That was 104.6 miles per hour off the bat. And it hit 387 feet, so he hit it to the wrong part of the ballpark. Rafi ended up hitting the ball hard three times tonight, uh, but he ends up just going one for four, and he does make the big defensive miscue in the top of the seventh inning. The lone error for the Red Sox, yet a theme for the team this season, now 21 throwing errors, and that error in the top of the seventh inning leads to a three-run frame in which the Reds took the lead. So three unearned runs uh, proved to be the difference for Cincinnati tonight in their win against the Red Sox. Joe Weil with you here at Fenway Park. Doug Lane uh, hanging alongside engineer extraordinaire and Andrew Mann behind the glass doing what he does back in the WEI studios doing fantastic work there. We're taking you all the way up to midnight here on Red Sox Review dissecting this loss for Boston as they fall to 28-27 and 27 of the season. And the uh, the tough vibes here in Boston on a sports side continue. And what is the true shame of it is that, you know, they got the good start from Paxton. Their starting rotation's actually been a lot better. Last 13 games, they posted a 3.48 ERA, and that's been an Achilles heel for this team pretty much the entire year. Yet the offense has slugged, uh, you know, scuffled a little bit as of late. And then, again, defensively, the Red Sox have just really not been up to speed there. The number to call in, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. Let's go back to the phones. David in Florida wants to chat about the loss. David, what's going on? Hello. David, you there? Uh, yeah. Nice. You know, something's telling me that, that we're just – in for some dark times these days, you know, not that the city has been cursed before, but you know, we haven't won a championship since uh Tommy boy left town. Right. Yep. Since two, I mean, 2019 yeah. uh, was the last year in which Boston has claimed a championship with that win over the Rams. You had the, the heartbreaking mm-hmm. loss of course against the Bruins in game seven uh, against the blue against the blues that uh, Celtics have lost in heartbreaking ways just time and time again here. Finals last year, Bruins obviously again this year. Yeah, you know the whole story. Maybe, maybe Tommy's gonna, you know, witnessing the the beginning of uh, the curse of the goat. I don't know, but you know, Uh, things are just not looking good right now. Yeah, you know, I think we need a little bit more time. Uh, You know, 2019 isn't so far away, even though it does feel that way. 
But, uh, but you know, again, it, it's been some tough luck playoff losses for the Boston sports scene. Well, David, appreciate the call. Again, the number to call in, 617-779-7937. I guess David didn't really have a, a specific thing about tonight's Red Sox loss uh, that he wanted to chime in about. Just wanted to uh, just extol the uh, the fears among this entire region right now uh, about, you know, what's happened over the last couple days, but also in just in recent times. Uh, you know, the teams here, you know, again, the Celtics, if they continue the way they're going, they're still going to be a pretty good team, uh, despite the fact that they've lost – in some some heartbreaking ways in the playoffs. Curious to see what the Patriots are. I do think again the Red Sox, despite being one game above 500, there's some there's some young talent that you, you can see at least an upward trajectory with the organization as a whole. But right now they're trending downward, and now just one game above 500 at 28 and 27 with the loss today against the Cincinnati Reds. Five four the final again. Joe Wild with you here on Red Sox review. If you want to chime in, 617-779-7937. Let's go back to the phones. Corey in Springfield wants to talk about the pitching staff. Corey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. But what, what do you want to chat about? Good. A uh, couple of points I wanted to make. First one being coaching. Um, last At the end of last year, I had an issue with Cora. I thought he had uh, lost the locker room a little bit, and we – we really uh, petered into the end of the season, but um, every time I hear an interview with him, I'm I'm super impressed with his knowledge. I think I think he's still the right guy. Um, he always says the right things. He always has a sort of a, a you know a point of of where the team needs to be, and and I think he always does a really good job fighting for the needs of the team when it comes to the uh, the ownership and things like that. Uh, so that's one thing. I wanted you to to reply with, and then the second thing was pitching. Um, starting pitching is definitely the uh, the weakness of the team right now. Um, we've been sending a few people to the bullpen. I think when our when our offense is down, our, our pitching is not good to keep us up. Um, but our offense is definitely good enough to uh, run our pitching when our pitching is a little down. And I uh, wanted to know what you thought about that. Yeah, no, and I appreciate the call there, Corey. If you want to grab his line, again, 617-779-7937. Joe Wild with you here on Red Sox Review. 5-4 loss for the Sox tonight against the Cincinnati Reds. So, yeah, let's hit on the two things, Alex Cora and then the pitching staff in general. You know, one thing I just love about Alex Cora is the type of communicator that he is. Uh, he has a great relationship with the players, and he's honest about what their role is and what to expect on a night-to-night basis, so I, I, I'm always pro, I, for the you know again nobody's perfect, so he, I'm not saying Alex Cora is perfect, but I, I think he's the right guy for the job. And yeah, last year I, I think that was tough to see the Red Sox. I think just too many nights, you know, despite the record that they had being sub 500, I think just too many nights they they put together performances that were just tough to watch. At the same time, I put that more on the front office and, and the players that he's provided uh, or he's been given, you know, to, to try to make it work on the field. And again, we, we talked about the defense. I mean, the defense and what he's being asked to do in terms of trying to make all this work with guys that are really out of position, you know, with Adam Duvall being in center field and, I, and, and you know, he had another rehab uh rehab game with triple a worcester tonight you know he's out in center field playing a position that he's not normally playing kike hernandez has now had to play shortstop you know and and, and be in a spot here where he's 
trying to replace a guy in Xander Bogarts who had a great defensive season last year and who's having another great defensive season this year. I, I just think he's been put in a lot of ways in a tough spot and is trying to make it work. And his team, you know, to his credit, was playing uh, above its its talent, you know, before this recent skid. They, they had a really nice run. You, you remember they're tw- they were 21-14 and 14 at one point, and now they've dropped 28-26 after a tough road trip. And, you know, now they've lost two straight here against a, a Reds team that, frankly, isn't that good. Uh, Corey also just talked about the starting staff and and this is what's been frustrating right and this is why like you know you're watching these games and it's aggravating to see because now that the offense has come down you know the pitching staff starting to do a little bit better I I mentioned the 3.48 earn run average for the starting staff over the last 13 starts that they've put together coming into tonight there was uh, the pitching road pitching staff in general starters and relievers 3.50 ERA the Red Sox from a pitching side they're starting to figure out who they are because they've finally figured out okay here's who we, we're going to have in the rotation uh, barring an injury we've put Nick Pavetta in the bullpen Corey Kluber you know he's on the paternity list now but he's in the bullpen as well and and I think they do have the five right guys in the starting staff at least for the time being and Chris Sales pitched a lot better. I'm very excited to see what he can do tomorrow. His numbers over his last five starts have been amazing. 4-0, 2.23 ERA, 35 strikeouts, 32 and a third innings pitched. He's been awesome, right? So you, you have a guy that can be an ace uh, back at the top of the staff, and hopefully he goes out there, dominates tomorrow, the Red Sox offense comes alive, and, and they win. But still on a pitching side from the totality of the season – they have not been good. And here are the numbers in case you don't know them. You know, from an overall staff side, ERA-wise, 25th best in baseball coming into tonight, 4.75. Ks per nine, just 18th best, so they're right in the middle of the pack, and they're actually below the, the very middle of it. Uh, they've done a nice job limiting walks in terms of the totality of the staff. But home runs per nine, they came into tonight 29th in Major League Baseball, only ahead of the Oakland Athletics, who we know are barely fielding a baseball team, a Major League Baseball team at this point. So it's the the staff has just been fine. And then they, they've been hit hard a lot in terms of hard hit percentage, according to Baseball Savant. Again, coming into tonight, 28th best in the sport, average exit velocity, 29th. In, in the starting staff, the numbers are not great. The bullpen, for the most part this season, has, you know, has propped up this this whole pitching staff in general but uh, the problem with this team is that now the the two units aren't coming together as one at the right time it was the offense propping up this team for the most part and now 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 that we're uh, over a third of the way through the season it's kind of hard to believe right but now 55 games through the season they're 28 and 27 and despite the optimism you felt about their start going 21 and 14 now they're kind of back to where we thought they'd be, right? We kind of thought they'd be a 500 team, and they pretty much are at this point through over a third of the season at 28 and 27. And these are the games that you just have to win if you're going to be competing for a playoff spot with this really vaunted division with a team like the Baltimore Orioles, who, yes, you can always think of the Rays and the Yankees as teams that are going to be uh, competing for playoff spots, but now the Orioles are no longer the doormat. In fact, they're the opposite of that. They're a good baseball team. And, yeah, they lost tonight, uh, today 12-8 to against the Cleveland Guardians. But uh, they're still 
35 and 21 and the the prospects that they acquired through what was you know just a disheartening rebuild for major league baseball and their fans with how depressing that team was for many years they're a good team now they are a very good team and yeah i hate to say it too but the yankees are starting to find their footing as well uh they're scoreless in the top of the seventh inning by the way if you're curious about uh where they are against the seattle mariners but they're starting to play better baseball so now you're you're, you're falling behind those teams you know, Toronto, again, I, I think from a talent standpoint, I said this last night, they're they're one of those teams where talent-wise they should be way better than the record actually is. And and I think if you were a fan of the Blue Jays, you'd be very frustrated about this, this core not being better than they are. But at the same time, if you're a Sox fan, you look at tonight, you lose again to the Reds, again it's the defense that that, that hurts you in a big way. I'm not saying it was completely the story because it was just one error but defensively this team has just not been up to speed I mentioned the stats a little bit earlier I'll I'll rattle them off one more time they came into today uh, tied for seventh most in major league baseball in errors with 34 now they have 35 from a throwing error side 20 coming into tonight that was tied for second most in the sport and then it's a Rafi Devers throwing error in the seventh inning that uh, starts off the three-run frame for the Reds. They were down three to two at that point, and they end up going ahead five to three. And Josh Winkowski ends up being hung up with his first loss of the season uh, because of three unearned runs. I think he could have pitched out of it. It was only one defensive miscue, but uh, in the in the end, he gives up a bomb uh, to Spencer Steer that uh, broke a three-three tie, made it five to three, and, and again. The Reds end up taking this one 5-4 to four against the Boston Red Sox. So, again, the Red Sox 28-27. And, you know, I we all hope that there was, you know, a, a team that we could watch this season. And I'm not saying that, that this couldn't happen still, right? There's still plenty of time. Uh, but, you know, for for wanting to, to believe that this team could exceed expectations, which I felt, again, 500 team, they're back to that spot at 28-27. Still a long ways to go. Again, we're only a third of the way through the year, but this is one of those points of the season where the Red Sox now have to just try to you know, get themselves off the mat and get back to what they were doing when they were playing successful baseball. Now we have some callers waiting. Again, the number to call in, 617-779-7937. We're taking you all the way up to midnight, so if you have some thoughts on the Red Sox lost tonight and their season now that it's over a third of the way through, be sure to chime in at 617-779-7937. Joe Weil with you here at Fenway Park on Red Sox Review. Again, a lot more to get to still, but first, let's go to Andrew Meehan with What's Trending. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back to Red Sox Review on WEEI. There's a drive deep down the right field line by the pesky pole. Gone if fair. And home run, says the first base umpire. He hooked it around the pesky pole. A home run for Yoshida. The Red Sox leader 1-0 is 7th at his 31st RBI. 
Matsutake Yoshida, he's been automatic at the plate recently. Now in a four-game hitting streak. A multi-hit night for Matsutake Yoshida. A home run that you just heard there from Joe Castiglione. Also pitched in a double as well. That home run was the highlight from tonight's Nissan Red Sox postgame show. You deserve a car that thrills you. And Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill for yourself today. Shop NissanUSA.com. Joe Weil with the year. Still at Fenway Park. The great Doug Lane still hanging alongside me, although he's going to call it a night soon. And Andrew Meehan behind the glass uh, at WEI and the uh, in our flagship studios uh, as the Red Sox fall tonight 5-4 to four against the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, one to play that little positive highlight uh, from Masataki Yoshida. He is one of the bright spots from tonight in what was another tough loss for the Red Sox, a game that they, they should have won. They, they utilized the pitchers that really have been the guys that they rely upon in wins but defense betrays them the relief uh, you know the, the the bullpen tonight not as sharp as uh, it has been uh, in games past and it's a 5-4 loss for the Sox who are now 28 and 27 if you want to call in 617-779-7937 is a number to reach us again 617-779-7937 let's go back to the phones mike in connecticut wants to talk about this Sox team and where it currently stands mike how you doing good joe i gotta give you credit you're right on the button usually i call up and rant ray but you know joe the bottom line is they're a 500 team at best and 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 the best thing about it is it's going to be the end of bloom how we ever figured that jd martinez wasn't a better hitter than justin turner is unbelievable that's just one move there but and this core they all brag about his fundamentals he's two in ahead everybody how could you not send Turner there on the 3-2 pitch. That turns the whole ball game if he's running there. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. It, and the best thing you said was about the pitching. What is this love affair with Dave Bush as the pitching coach? Yeah, so a couple of things there, Mike, and I and I appreciate the call and appreciate you, you chiming in. It's 617-779-7937, uh, the number to call in here for Red Sox Review. And, again, if you're just joining us, the Red Sox fell five to four tonight against the Cincinnati Reds uh all right so there was a couple things that Mike uh, wanted to touch on and let's talk about the the first off the the macro argument that he made that this team is a 500 team listen they're 28 and 27 right now we're a third of the way through the season you know in the end your record in a lot of ways tells the story uh in the end it always does but in this case where the Red Sox currently stand it makes sense. I, I, I think this was the expectation coming into the season that they would hover around this point, and when they were exceeding expectations, it wasn't to the point of, like, what the Rays are doing, but, you know, that's, like, one of the, the, the outcomes in which uh, things are breaking the right way as it was for the offense through the beginning portion of the season. They've come back down to earth, and now the Red Sox with a plus-nine run differential after tonight's loss – makes perfect sense that they're 28 and 27 sometimes you see a team with a run differential that doesn't quite compute like you know like the seattle mariners last year you know they a playoff team that uh, did not have the run differential of, of a playoff team uh but with the red sox that plus nine makes all the sense in the world to me for where they are now 55 games into the season now with the the the, the pitching side they've gotten better uh mike in connecticut hit on that but 
again, the overall numbers are not where you want it to be. I, I rattled it off in the last segment. You know, ERA-wise, 25th best in the sport coming into tonight. Then they're not striking out a ton of guys. The starting staff is. They're uh, case per nine, 8th best in the sport. But overall, they're 18th best in Major League Baseball in that part. They're getting hit pretty hard. Average exit velocity, both those really toward the bottom of the sport at this point. And, and, and now I think they've kind of figured out who they are on the starting side because Chris Sale has figured out who he is. Uh, you know, now uh, having gotten some starts under his belt, he's looked awesome his last five starts, and I can't wait to see him on the mound tomorrow. And hopefully he kind of turns things around for the Red Sox here and gives them a good start. But James Paxton, he was great tonight. And so this is the, the, the frustrating thing about this team right now is that the starting staff, which has been brutal, right? They're 26th in ERA coming into this game. 5.34 was the mark. And then, but, you know, over the last 13 games now, you include tonight 3.48 uh, run average. They're averaging over a strikeout per inning as well. 69 strikeouts in four, uh, 64 in two-thirds innings. And you waste this great Paxton start. And we've been waiting so long to see what James Paxton could do. He didn't pitch at all last year after he was signed to the deal uh, to come aboard with the Red Sox. Of course, he was working his way back from Tommy John surgery, uh, but he ends up not pitching at all. And then this season, it, it, it sort of gets delayed a little bit. And, and now, uh, after working his way back from the right hamstring strain, he's given you three out of four starts in which have been pretty solid. I mean, I, I think tonight falls more in line with the start against San Diego, where you'd say he was really good. The start against St. Louis was good, solid, you know, five innings, two runs. Um, but you waste it now because it's a loss and because of just a combination of things, defense, bullpen not being as great as it has been uh, at, at other points this year, you're on the losing side on a one-run loss again to a National League Central team in the Cincinnati Reds that, really shouldn't be in playoff contention but because that division is so brutal uh they're they're still fighting you know again there's still so much season left too but they're three games out and they're 26 and 29 of the milwaukee brewers i mean that's just how bad uh that division has been joe wild with you here on red sox review 617-779-7937 i also thought it was interesting that that mike in connecticut talked about this uh, brought up J.D. Martinez, who's been swinging a really good bat for the Dodgers, in case you haven't paid attention to him at all and what's gone on there. Obviously, he had a great one run with the Red Sox. I'd argue one of the best free agent signings this franchise has ever made. He's, of course, a champion with uh, you know 2018, uh, four-time All-Star with the Red Sox in his five-year tenure. But... He has had a solid season with the Dodgers, you know, now at a 9.22 OPS, slugging percentage at 6.10 uh, coming into tonight. And he's in a hot stretch, too, where he came into tonight with home runs in three consecutive games. I haven't taken a look at the Dodgers and what they're doing. They, they fell 10 to 6 tonight. Let's see what he did. He went one for three. Okay, so that's not fantastic. I don't think if you kept J.D. Martinez it would make that much of a difference for this Sox team. I actually think Justin Turner has been a pretty good fit, especially clubhouse-wise. From all we've heard about what Justin Turner's brought on that end, he's been a really nice fit. And also offensively, I mean, I, he's not a, a world beater, but at the same time, 
The splits coming into tonight, 263, 353, 407. He got off to a really tough start to the season, too, If you, in, in case you are, have already forgotten that. Uh, I, I have the numbers here. It was after April 10th. He was hitting 189 with a 326 on base, three, uh, 216 slugging. Since then, 280 batting average, 360 on base, 452 slugging percentage. You know, so so he's been pretty solid. It's okay to miss JD Martinez again for all he did for this franchise and how good he was. Completely understand that. But just to Mike bringing that up, I don't know if that is what's keeping this Red Sox team from you know, being better than what they are right now, which is 28 and 27 overall in the season. Again, Joe Wild with you here on Red Sox Review. The number to call in, 617-779-7937. We're taking you all the way up to midnight. The Sox fall 5-4 to four against the Cincinnati Reds uh, here at Fenway Park, so they've lost the first two games of this three-game set. Now, I, I've already mentioned this tonight, but one of the bright spots was James Paxton. He goes five innings, allows four hits, one run, it was earned. He walked one, and he struck out eight in this contest. He ended up tossing 100 pitches, uh, 68 of which strikes. One thing I loved, 22 whiffs, and he got strikeouts in all sorts of different pitches. But among the 22 whiffs, 12 on fastballs. The velocity was there from what we've seen from him uh, you know, in previous years. Uh, so 12 whiffs on fastballs, five on cutters, four on knuckle curves, one on changeup. So a nice variety of pitches that he got some swings and misses on. Again, 22 whiffs and 100 pitches, and there were 11 balls in play, five of which hard hit. But uh, outside of the, the double he gives up, the RBI double in the top of the fifth inning to Luke Maley, it, was, it wasn't a ton of you know, hard contact that, that really made you worry. Overall, he was pretty good. At one point, he retired nine consecutive batters. And thanks to Zeke Telemaco, we got some postgame sound from James Paxton. Let's hear what he had to say after his performance tonight. Given how good your stuff was, were you kind of surprised that they were able to elevate the pitch count? Yeah, you know, they, they grinded out at bats really well. Um, they weren't easy outs, uh, testament to them, and just taking good at bats against me. How, how did you feel? I felt good. Uh, fastball felt really good. Out. Um, I felt like the breaking balls took some steps forward. I was throwing some first pitch breaking balls for strikes, like I wanted to, and uh, yeah, just getting better. That's a team that doesn't swing and miss a ton. Yeah. Uh, you, this was one of your highest career swing and miss totals. Uh, are, are you getting kind of the feedback from from hitter reactions that you were hoping for? from yeah, yeah, it feels good to be able to throw the fastball and uh, get some swings and misses on that, especially top of the zone. Um, kind of shows me that it's uh, got life up there, which is good for me. Is your stuff velocity everything kind of exceeding expectations of what you thought? Or it... You know, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, coming back through the minor leagues, I think I was topping out at like 96, 97, but it's just not the same atmosphere as pitching the big leagues. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just going out there and letting it rip, and it's, it's feeling good coming out. You guys obviously had a good road trip. How difficult has these last couple of days been? Yeah, you know, these are, these are tough losses, but uh, this is going to happen in a season, and we have to keep on taking it one game at a time and come out here and play as hard as we can, and uh, it'll turn around. Yeah, yeah, last start was tough, didn't have a lot of feel. So uh, being able to command the fastball better and my breaking balls better today was definitely a step forward and a good one to build off of. So you're going to be in the handful of starts now. Do you feel like you're kind of mentally 
injury worry and it's just about, you know, yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm in a routine right now, um, getting in the regular, you know, five, six day, whatever it is, and uh, body feels good. The training staff and strength staff are doing a great job of keeping my body feeling good, um, and we're just taking it one day at a time. So that's James Paxton after his performance tonight. He gets hung up with the no decision uh, in this 5-4 loss for the Red Sox today against the Cincinnati Reds. They, a lot of questions about the swing and miss stuff from Paxton tonight. It really was awesome to see. And he was rolling at one point in this game. Uh, he retired nine consecutive batters going from the end of the top of the second into the fifth inning. The only thing was the pitch count was was high, 100 pitches Uh he had a pretty quick third and fourth inning, but in the first inning he throws 24 pitches, 18 in the second, and then he has to complete the outing with a long fifth inning that he kind of hurt himself in a little bit with a two-out walk to the eight batter. And Jose Barrero, that ends that stretch of nine consecutive batters retired. But overall, I, I really like what I saw from James Paxton. And he talked about what it was like pitching with Worcester, yeah, as he was rehabbing from the right hamstring strain that he sustained in spring training. And you looked at what he did in Worcester. It really wasn't all that impressive. And it, it did leave you, I think, a little concerned as to, okay, what's this guy going to look like when he's finally up at the big leagues? I'd argue he's been pretty good. And I, I, I don't think every, I think everybody would. That's not a going out on a limb type argument. 4.26 ERA now through four starts. But the strikeouts have been there, and that's what's really great to see after this long layoff for James Paxton. So he's now at 19 innings pitched, and with 19 innings pitched, he has 27 strikeouts. That's awesome. And with the swing and miss stuff he had tonight, and it was on a variety of different pitches, that also means, or at least shows you, that his stuff is maybe not peak James Paxton, but his stuff is pretty good, and it's playing at this level, which, again, you looked at some of the lines for him when he was in Worcester. All right, you're like, okay, what's this guy going to really bring uh, once he's finally up at this level? He had a 6.23 ERA and six appearances with the Woo Sox. Well, he's been pretty good for the Red Sox. The unfortunate thing is is that in two of his, three, uh, two of his four starts, he earned a no decision when he should have earned uh, a win. The, the start against the uh, the the Cardinals back on May 12th, and then tonight he was in line for the win. But again, the Red Sox uh, defense, bullpen, ends up kind of faltering and, and really hurting this team in, in this game tonight that they really wanted to win. I mean, obviously they want to win every game, but there was a different feeling tonight than yesterday where you throw Justin Garza and Joely Rodriguez and Ryan Sheriff. Tonight you're using Cutter Crawford, Josh Winkowski, Chris Martin, and you're giving the bullpen uh, the opportunity to maintain a lead, and they don't do that. And, they, and we've talked about the Devers error in the top of the seventh inning. Again, I'm not trying to just pin this on Devers. I'm only bringing this up because of the theme of bad defense for the Red Sox this season is really starting to bring itself to the forefront to the point where uh, on Gresham Fourier today, they're asking about Kike Hernandez and his 11 errors in the season, which leads Major League Baseball and and just the the defense as a team. And, and, and also Alex Cora just talking to the media today saying in a quote, we're not a good defensive team, which the numbers certainly back up. They came into today 
with, uh, you know, bottom tier in Major League Baseball and errors committed, throwing errors that were tied for the second most in Major League Baseball, and the throwing error for Rafi Devers when they were up 3-2 in the seventh. That leads to a three-run frame with three unearned runs in that frame. I This was a crazy nugget from John Tomasi of NBC Sports Boston, and he, uh, this was in line with, just thinking about the context of how tough it's been for the Red Sox defensively. So he highlighted the four main guys you see on the infield not being uh, included in that pitcher and catcher. So he brought up Tristan Casas, Manuel Valdez, Kike Hernandez, Rafi Devers, and where they ranks in terms of outs above average by infield position. Tristan Casas, we'll start with him, 35th of 38. And Manuel Valdez, I, I like what he's brought offensively. It's a home run tonight. He snapped a two for twenty slide, but before that, he was pretty good. But we know defensively, that's where his limitations are. Outs above average ranking by infield position at second base, forty third out of forty six. Kike Hernandez at shortstop. We have documented how tough a season this has been for him at shortstop. Thirty eighth out of forty in terms of outs above average by infield position. So that's where he ranks among shortstops. And then Rafi Devers, 18 out of 41, he's had improvements on that side, and that's what's tough about seeing him tonight commit a throwing error that uh, in in a, in a way, in a large way, leads to uh, the inning that unfolded for the Red Sox defensively uh, in the top of the seventh inning where the Reds string together uh, a rally. They Put the, you know, they get the bat on the ball of three hits and three runs, but all the runs unearned because of that error. And Devers is your best guy. So that's that's tough to, to, to really put your head around in terms of the infield defense and how much it struggled this year. And it's really starting to come to the forefront as this Red Sox team, which jumped out to a really nice start uh, in terms of record, offensively, obviously, you know, and what they were able to do and just put together some really quality wins. Their strength of schedule has been really tough to start out 2023. And to their credit, they got off to a 21-14 and 14 start, but they're coming back down to earth now. And defense, some of the, the, the members of their lineup and the pitching staff in general, which has been either average or below average, Again, James Paxton was great tonight, but the starting staff, for the most part, not been great. Seems like they're turning the tide on that, though. Again, I mentioned this stat, but 3.48 ERA over the last 13 starts, but they're they're, they're trying to dig themselves out of a hole on the starting staff. But hopefully, it, it starts to materialize and continue to mold itself and be a guiding force for the Red Sox moving forward, especially if their defense continues to be this bad. But we do know Trevor Story at least is, is on the way. Adam Duvall is as well, and we'll get you an update on him and what he did in Worcester tonight uh, and also get you an update on Marcelo Myers' debut in A Portland. Again, the final today from Fenway Park. Reds 5, Red Sox 4, Boston now 28-27 and 27 on the season, just one game above 500, and now 10 and a half games back of the Rays for the top spot in the American League East. Still one more game in this series. That's tomorrow. We'll also preview that. Don't go anywhere. More Red Sox review right after this on WEEI. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Wrapping things up here on Red Sox Review. The Sox fall to the Cincinnati Reds 5-4 to tonight at Fenway Park. So Boston 28-27. and 
here in 2023. Just one game above 500, 10 and a half back of the Tampa Bay Rays. We told you we'd get you an update on Christian Arroyo, Adam Duvall, and Marcella Meyer, those first two uh, re- rehabbing right now from injuries on a rehab assignment with the Woo Sox. And Marcella Meyer, of course, the top prospect in this Red Sox system. He made his double-A debut today. We'll get you updates on all that. We're going to go back to the phones. We touched on J.D. Martinez, one caller uh, being a little frustrated about the Red Sox not bringing him back and having Justin Turner in the lineup instead. And we, we dissected what Martinez has done this season. But now Tom in Dorchester wants to ta- uh, chat about J.D. Martinez. Uh, Tom, thanks for joining the conversation. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, how you doing? Hey, listen. I'm so glad they got rid of Martinez. I'm telling you, his whole career, April uh, and May, he hits 400. He's up there in home runs. He, he's, now he's starting, now June, he'll go down and down. The second half of the year, he, he hits below 250. The second half of the year, he's done. The first half of the year, he's gangbusters. The second half of the year, he does nothing. So I, uh, I, I, they can't, they couldn't keep him. I was so happy when they let him go. Uh, you have an opinion on that? Yeah, Tom, I, I appreciate the call. All right, so I had to just look this up because I, 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 I want to know if Tom is correct about the first half, second half thing. And I'm just looking at his career splits. They're pretty much the same. <laughs> first half and second half, they're, they're pretty much the same. Uh, April, March, 888 OPS. May, 898. 878 in June, 848 in July, 887 in August, and then September, October, uh, 843. If, if you're talking about last year, uh, you know, maybe maybe I would just want to look at it again and make sure I have it right, uh, make sure my memory serves me correct. And there was a big difference, obviously. First half, second half last year, 849 OPS the first half, 701 OPS the second half. But that's not indicative necessarily of his entire career, not to mention what he's done in the playoffs in his career, uh, Pretty impressive stuff, I would say, from J.D. Martinez with his career playoff slash line at 303, 391, 596. I'm not that upset that they didn't bring him back. He's he's all you know. He's having a great run right now with the Dodgers. You know, he didn't. He went one for three tonight, no home runs. But before that, three consecutive games with a home run. But uh, I, I I that's not what's ailing this Red Sox team. I think the one thing you could you can hit on the front office for is not trading him last year at the deadline with a team that could have given him prospects to at least get some form of a return back for J.D. Martinez. But Justin Turner's been solid. I've liked what I've seen from Justin Turner, and it seems like from a clubhouse standpoint, he's been a, a guy that has actually you know been really positive to have around. Uh, did want to touch again. I mentioned the, the rehab assignment uh, in AAA Worcester for Adam Duvall, who's you know working his way back from that left wrist injury. Uh, and then, of course, Christian Arroyo, he was out with a hamstring strain. Arroyo goes one for four tonight uh, in what was a 9-2 loss for Worcester against Louisville. And then Adam Duvall, second straight night, he goes hitless, 0 for three in tonight's contest with uh, two strikeouts. And, of course, Duvall, you know, just let the world on fire uh, with the, his beginning run to his Red Sox career uh, in which he was just, you know, tearing the cover off the baseball and, he is going to be a guy I'm excited to just see back in the lineup because I think they could use his presence. And, of course, from an overall roster standpoint, Christian Arroyo will be nice to have up the middle just to have him as another option uh, from that standpoint. And then Trevor Story, he's still working his way back about six weeks away, obviously. Uh, but at the same time, they, they could really use him as, uh, on a defensive side. 
But those would that's what happened in Triple A Worcester. Again, Christian Arroyo one for four, working his way back from the hamstring injury, uh, and then Adam Duvall after suffering that distal radius fracture in his left wrist in the series early in the season against the Tigers. He goes 0 for three tonight. He is uh, targeting a June 9th return. That's what he uh, would really like to uh, get back to this team. Uh, and, and and be able to help them out. Marcelo Meyer also made his double-A uh, debut with double-A Portland. They played at Somerset, so already being uh, initiated into this yeah, Red Sox-Yankees rivalry at the double-A level, uh, just working his way up from level to level, seeing uh, you know how this rivalry unfolds in the minor leagues. He goes 0-5 tonight uh, with two strikeouts. They put him in the three spot. I- I'm not worried about him at all. He's been an absolute stud for the Red Sox in their system uh and I'm excited to see you know whenever that day comes that he makes his major league debut uh here with the Red Sox it's I, I think it's probably a 2024 scenario uh but he put up some great numbers in Salem uh put a 890 OPS up on the board seven home runs in 35 games Meanwhile, the Red Sox, they will look to rebound tomorrow against the Cincinnati Reds. We'll have a 7-10 first pitch in that contest. It's Chris Sale on the hill, so that's what you like to hear with how good he's been over his last five starts. 2.23 ERA uh, in that stretch, 4-0 record. Uh, he's been he's been awesome. He's been, this has been the one of the best, if not the best, story of this Red Sox season, uh, how he has re- uh, developed himself this season after a really tough start. The ERA still sits at 4.72, but if you've been watching, you know how good he's been uh, for this Red Sox team. So they will turn to Chris Sale, 7-10 first pitch. Uh, it'll be on the other side, the right-hander Hunter Green on the hill, 1-4, 4.18 earn run average, 7-10 first pitch. Mass Mutual Red Sox pregame show starts at 6-10 p.m. In the, uh, for that game. Uh, you can hear it along the Shaws and Star Market WEI Red Sox Network as the Red Sox will uh, try to at least salvage the series finale against the Reds. Back-to-back nights, they fall by one run. Tonight, it was a 5-4 defeat at Fenway Park. So Boston 28-27. and They'll look to at least stay above 500 in tomorrow's contest. want to thank... Doug Lane for sticking around as long as he has here at Fenway and also Andrew Meehan in our WEI studios. I'm Joe Wild saying so long from Fenway Park. Again, the final one, final time. Reds 5, Red Sox 4. This has been Red Sox Review. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.